there, writers, and welcome to the Well-Storied podcast. My name is Kristen Kiefer, and I'm the blogger behind well-storied.com, where I help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. This podcast is where I translate articles from the Well-Storied blog into audio so you can listen in on the go. And today, as we often do on Mondays, we are diving back into the blog archives to bring an old article that I have originally published today on June 30th, 2016, back into the forefront here for you to listen in. And so this article is a little bit different from our usual. It's called Four Tips for Writing When You Are Depressed. And I want to make a major note here before we dive in. My own experience with depression uh, was a long one, and I say was because after nearly a decade of living with depression, my life circumstances and situation changed, which caused me to realize that my situation or my depression was situational. And so over many months after my situation changed, I was able to heal and I no longer experienced depression um, pretty much at all. And my mental health is in a much, much better place. But my experience with depression may not be your own. Depression uh, manifests itself in many, many different ways. Some ways can be healed or cured in a sense, and some depression is chronic. But that doesn't mean that you can't live your best writing life. That doesn't mean that you can't still write your stories, that there aren't still opportunities for you. And we are going to talk all about this today. So although the way that I talk about my depression in this article that we're covering on the podcast today is greatly different from my own experiences with mental health now, I still think many of these tips may be helpful for you. And at the very least, we'll encourage you if you are a writer who who lives with depression um, to serve as a reminder that you are not alone. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode of the podcast. If you would like to read along as you listen in, make sure to head on over to well-droid.com slash depression. That's a link I will leave for you in today's episode description as well. Four tips for writing when you are depressed. The tortured artist. It's society's idyllic image. Beauty wrought of struggle. Of madness, even. There's truly no creative stereotype that I loathe more than this one. The tortured artist so frequently pictured in film and television teaches that the best works cannot be produced unless one is battling demons, deep in the grip of dangerous substances, or struggling under the weight of mental illness. As a writer who does live with mental illness, depression to be exact, I can say from experience that such struggles have in no way improved my work. On the contrary, they regularly leave me feeling further demotivated and ashamed. However, I have learned a thing or two about living my best writing life despite struggles with mental illness, and knowing that I'm not alone, I'd like to share those things with you today. Living as a Depressed Creative Thinking back, I believe I began to experience depression around the age of 14 or 15, though I didn't recognize it for what it was until I was 19 years of age. For those many years in between, I simply believed that my demotivation was a result of laziness, pessimism, and struggles with self-esteem. I thought that, with enough work, I could change myself, could become stronger, better, happier, and more productive. But the more I fought to become the person I wanted to be, the more and more I felt like a failure. It seemed like every time I began to see change, I'd wake up one morning to find myself unable to even get out of bed. I often thought, you have every opportunity in the world to live a happy and fulfilling life, and you're throwing it all down the drain. 
Naturally, my self-esteem only worsened as guilt and shame weighed heavy. It was only when I hit the lowest of lows that I began to question why it was that I just could not seem to be happy, and that was when a sneaking suspicion began to grow. Perhaps my lack of energy and motivation weren't a result of my own laziness. Perhaps my unhappiness wasn't my own fault. When I first broached the topic of depression with my mother, I remember saying, I can't ever think of a time when I was a happy person. I just occasionally happened to have happy days. And to this day, that statement holds true. I do have happy days. Days in which I feel motivated, driven, passionate, and enthralled by possibility. But they often get lost among the days in which I feel hollow, desperate in my despair. Depression. It at once thrilled me to have a name for my daily struggle and terrified me to the bone. How was I ever to achieve anything, to find happiness, if my mental illness stood in the way? Some days I still feel hopeless. I had grand plans to create new blog posts and resources this week, and to write thousands of words for my work in progress. Yet all of this went down the drain because I woke up Monday morning and simply couldn't. If you also live with depression, I'd wager my experiences in some way reflect your own. And if they do, you may be wondering how I managed to make progress toward my goals and dreams at all. Learning to live my best writing life despite battling depression has been a years-long endeavor, and one that I may very well face for years to come. But I can confidently say that I've learned a few valuable lessons about living as a so-called tortured artist along the way. Today, I'd love to share these lessons with you. Lesson number one, keep a writing ritual. A popular piece of advice for those living with depression is to maintain simple daily routines, even when feeling low. From experience, I can say that getting out of bed to brush your teeth and comb your hair can make you feel surprisingly accomplished, if not triumphantly free of depression's grip. For me, this principle translates into writing as well. Back in March 2015, I began keeping a minimal daily writing habit just 200 written words or 10 minutes of related work a day. It's not often easy to maintain this habit. Some days I sit down to write at nine in the morning, yet don't actually complete my words until moments before bed. But speaking as a person who may never write a word if they didn't in some way force themselves to do so, this daily writing routine has proven instrumental in my fight against depression. For you, maintaining a daily writing routine may not be viable. Every writer's process is different, as is every person's fight against mental illness. But if keeping rituals or routines of any nature has benefited you in some way, consider extending that principle to your writing life as well. Lesson number two, honor your creative highs. Sometimes living with chronic depression makes me feel like an addict. When I'm experiencing lows, I'm without the drug of motivation, my mind completely addled. But when I do find a little motivation at last, I could write marathons around other writers, and I often do. Honoring such motivated moments in your life is, in my experience, one of the best ways to make progress on your passion projects when living with depression. I also find it helpful to mark down my accomplishments on these days. They remind me that the next time I'm feeling high on motivation, it's time to turn off the TV and go make some magic happen. There will be plenty of time for mindless viewing the next time I'm feeling low. Lesson number three. Utilize your writing as an outlet. I absolutely loathe journaling, 
So when depression recovery tips recommend writing out your thoughts and feelings, I can only sigh in sheer frustration. But what don't I hate? Working on my novel. It sounds simple, but it took me years to realize that I could channel many of my worst doubts and depressive emotions into my stories as a way to deepen my characters' journeys. Every story needs at least a little internal struggle, after all, and I have plenty of experience to spread around. Thus, storytelling has become my own form of written outlet, a place to release all the mental messiness of living with depression so I can better understand myself and my characters. And finally, lesson number four, give yourself grace. If you've ever battled depression, you know how hard it can be to fight against feelings of failure and self-loathing at every turn. But the ways in which depression is holding you back are not your fault, especially as related to such mentally draining work as writing fiction. Yes, certain practices may help you better fight against the symptoms of living with a debilitating mental illness. But that is exactly what depression is on many days and in many ways. Debilitating. There will be days, or even weeks or months at a time, when you simply cannot seem to write a word. And this is not your fault. You are not a failure. You are not inept. You are battling one of the toughest diseases of the mind, and so you must give yourself grace and forgiveness. You can no more cure your own depression than you can cancer, but you can seek treatment. You can get evaluated by a doctor and schedule sessions with a therapist, reach out to supportive family members and friends, including those online, and remind yourself often that your struggles are not your fault. Honor your lows in the same way you do your highs. Take breaks, forgive yourself when nothing gets done, and rest in the knowledge that there will be good days among the bad, that your stories matter, and that you are so very loved. So keep on fighting. It's important to note that employing these four tips isn't some sort of magic spell. They won't radically transform your writing life overnight, or even in a few days, but they may help you make measurable progress towards your goals and dreams. Perhaps they'll even provide you some encouragement and relief in knowing that you are not alone. Living as a so-called tortured artist may not mean nearly as idyllic as society would like to make you believe, and I do encourage you to unpack any internalized mindsets you may have concerning this harmful stereotype. But we do not have to give up our love for storytelling simply because we live with mental illness. Get to know your depression. Dig deep into understanding how it manifests itself in your life and find ways to combat it, even if your strategies vary greatly from my own. There is a world of possibility out there, writers, and I hope you'll join me in refusing to give up the fight. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You are not alone, you are loved, and there is not a single ounce of shame you should feel for seeking a helping hand. I'll leave the link to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline in today's episode description. Writers, thank you for listening in to today's episode of the podcast. I know it's not one that maybe could help many or even most of the writers who typically listen in, but I do think it's a very, very important article to share here, despite that. Um, My experiences with depression may not be a wrong, but I think these tips and tricks may help you in some small ways, or at least give you food for thought about changes you can make in your own writing life that may help you further combat your depression and really reach for those goals you have, those dreams of yours. Your stories matter, and I do hope that you won't give up on writing them. 
I would love to read them someday, and I know other writers would as well, but there's absolutely no pressure to get them out ASAP. There's no absolutely no pressure to even finish them at all if you just want to write for the simple sake of writing. We can't control how our brains work. We can seek help, but at the end of the day, we can't control them. However, we can do our very best to learn how to live our best lives despite the hand that we've been dealt. If you do need anyone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to me anytime. You can get in touch with me at kristen at wild-droid.com. I am absolutely happy to listen to anything you may need to say, and if you are looking for further advice, I may be able to offer some of that as well. So please, please, please don't hesitate to get in touch. I think that's all I have for you today, writers. Again, thank you so much for listening in, and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode of the podcast. Until then, happy writing.